Hey there, Jets Nation. Welcome back to One Jets Pod. Whether you're tuning into our video content or joining us on our audio-only platforms, we've got you covered. If you're enjoying what you hear or see, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and don't just gently tap, but smash that bell icon to stay notified whenever we drop new content. Also, we love comments and five-star ratings. Thanks again, Jets fans. Now together, let's fuel the green and white passion. Let's go, Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hey, what's going on, Jet Nation? Woo! You're going to have to pardon my voice. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I don't have a sore throat. I'm not sick. I'm just getting old, I guess. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Randy here on the One Jets pod. I'm joined by my co-host. Now, hold on. We got a little technical difficulty here. Ah, much better. Ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome back to the One Jets pod. I'm Randy Oz, and I'm joined by my co-host tonight, my one and only co-host tonight. The other boys left us hanging. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dominic Lorenz. Dominic, my friend, how are you? I'm doing good. Coasting, relaxing. It's playoff season time, and I'm very, as we talked right before we, we hit record, this is a very coasting week for me. It's the first round by. I don't have to get all antsy and crazy this week. So I feel pretty good that I can talk football without being on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, crap, I got a game plan for the 49ers. What do we got to do to win? It's it's a waiting. It's a perpetual waiting game right now. So it gives me better, you know, better focus on how the Jets wrapped up their season. Oh, man. Well, let's we'll, we'll touch on that right now, actually. Great segue. Well, the thank you. Jets versus the Patriots. Jets at the Patriots, actually. Jets looking to snap a 15-game losing streak against the Patriots, which spans across eight years, Dominic. That's... Eight fucking years since we've beaten those bastards. I can't think of any team that I root for that has had that long of a losing streak to a specific team. Like, Oh, well, good for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like the closest thing I had is like the Niners had beaten the Rams nine consecutive times, but that's three and a half years. That's not eight. That's not eight games in a row. This is eight years in a row. That's I'm sorry, but Hey, the monkey's off your back. Hey, it really is, man. Hey, and I wanted the win. I, it's like I said on the show every week, you know, down the stretch, I'm just, I'm emotionally drained on tanking. You said it, you know, in your clip very well, and I agree with everything you said. But it was just, it was nice to finally beat Bill Belichick, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, were all over this whole last game in New England. And what was I saying on this show? Until it happens on Black Monday, until it's in the fucking news, it's he is in New England until, until he's not. And guess what? It is now, excuse me, three days past Black Monday. And last time I checked, Bill Belichick is still the head coach in New England, ladies and gentlemen. But who would have thought before Bill Belichick got the Black Monday call, Pete Carroll would be out in Seattle and Nick Saban is retiring from Alabama. You're missing one guy. Who? Another former Patriot got fired this past week, head coach. Not Mike Vrabel. Is he? No. Mike yeah. 
Yeah, Vrabel. Vrabel, that's right. Uh, he's been in Tennessee for so long. A little bit I don't, of a shocker, in my opinion. You know, out of all the coaches that have been fired so far, Carolina lost their coach, not surprising. Raiders lost their coach, not surprising. And I think Antonio Pierce should be their head coach. Uh, Chargers, let's not go there. That was clear and dandy. Um, Atlanta, not surprising that Arthur Smith got fired. Um you know, Pete Carroll perplexes me a little bit, but it doesn't surprise me. He's been there for 14 seasons. They need Has new it blood. Been 14 years already? 14 years since he dipped out on USC, dropped him like a sack of potatoes, and went to the NFL. Oh, so, as you can tell, as a USC run, fan, as a USC fan, the bitterness comes out. But 14 <laughs> years, you know, some fresh blood, I think, needs to happen in that organization. I think they're just getting too sedentary in their ways, which – is a good sign for the 49er fans, but, you know, they're going to be coming in hot next year. Um, but then you got Vrabel, who's available. And who knows? Bill Belichick, questionable. You never know what could happen. And I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be at least one or two other moves. Who knows? If anything, Belichick, like he's, I believe he said, will relinquish his GM duties. I think. I think those days have ran its course. I, 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 I don't. He's got, he's got to pick one at this point. You can't have yeah. your hand in multiple cookie jars at this point. And he's just getting too old for that shit. He's getting too old, and that's why you could potentially see a situation where, if Belichick stays, he's the head coach, and then somebody brings somebody back like a Mike Vrabel to take over and kind of, you know, I know, I know your eyes, and you're like, don't do that to me. Are you, are you, are you saying like Mike Vrabel GM? Potentially, you, I could see. If, Ooh, if I'm out. Whoa! If Belichick stays and he wants to be coach more than GM, uh huh, I could see him. Even if it's the other way around, try to get the band back together. Josh McDaniels is available. He got fired by the Raiders. Bring him back to be the offensive coordinator. Bring Vrabel back in a situation. Who else is an available former Patriot? You know, Matt Patricia. I know is with the Eagles right now, but. The Eagles might clean house if they get a first-round exit here. Sirianni could be on the – his job could be on the line Monday night so? against the Bucs. I, I don't think so. I think this is just a year that they had injuries, they had problems. People figured them out. We talk about this in baseball all the time. Mike Trout was so good for so long, and then opposing teams figured him out. Now he has to adjust. Yeah. I think the Eagles have to adjust, and they're not doing it right now. They're in their feelings, and they're crying crocodile tears right now, licking their That's wounds. That's a good point. Um, so Sirianni, who knows, unless the Eagles are quick-triggered and they're like, out, because Jalen Hurts said so. Um, but I could see Bill Belichick and the Patriots getting the band back together. Not because I want to see it, and I'm not trying to say this to make Jets fans like come at me with pitchforks, but <laughs> – I don't hold anything at this point against Bill Belichick. Like, if Nick Saban left Alabama and was not retiring, I wouldn't be shocked Nick Saban would join Bill Belichick or take over. Oh, like, like you that. would like some super, <laughs> some super team super front powerhouse end. fucking coach. Don't tree. be sh- yeah. I honestly, I don't hold, I don't hold shit against anybody. I don't, I don't want to keep reverting it to baseball, but look what the Dodgers are doing right now, paying billions of dollars for like four players. I don't hold anything against any team. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't. But yeah. but Black Monday came and went. Um, and at the end of the day, Jets didn't make a move. They bookend their season with wins, starting the year off with the win against the Bills, beating the Patriots, getting the monkey off their back. 
I told you after Rodgers went down week oh, one. Oh, by the way, this is also a year we finally beat Philadelphia for the first time in franchise history. That too. <laughs> and again, we can end the year on this. There's other teams to boot. But who were the first two teams to beat the Eagles this year? Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> so when you book in the wins, and I said would six to eight wins in that range be positive for the Jets without Aaron Rodgers? And you said, sure. Well, they got the magic number seven right in the middle. Could they have easily won 10 games and been 10 and seven instead of 10, seven and 10? 100%. No doubt about it. We've gone through it a billion times. This game, this game, this game, mark it down. We could go through that all again, but everybody at home would be puking because we'd be rehashing a troublesome jet season. <laughs> Speaking but- of everybody at home, real quick before we move on. If you're joining us here on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that bell notification. Again, if you listen on the audio side of things, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you get there, make sure to follow us and give us a five-star. Dominic, I want to just slightly touch on this Patriots game. Again, there's not really much to talk about. Season's over. We got the monkey off our back. Really, the big story coming out of this game is it's Brees Hall, man. 178 yards on 37 carries, man. I mean, just six yards shy on the season, Dom, of reaching mm. a thousand yards. Was he really though? Was he really though, or did the coaching just miscalculate? Well, they said the mathematician miscalculated, but I'll say the uh, the coaching <laughs> really held him back from getting a thousand yards. Well, am I not using my- it? I mean. That's what you should see out of Brees when you don't have a quarterback. He should be running it damn near 40 times. So 37 carries, 178 yards. Now, to put it in perspective, it was a prototypical New England snow game. It was one of those January games, so you knew it was not going to be a heavy passing day for Trevor Simeon. So you knew it was going to be Brees Hall versus Both offenses combined, I think, had just, what, a little over 150 yards? (laughs) Uh, 88 passing yards for Bailey Zappi, 70 for Simeon. So both quarterbacks under 100 yards passing. Um, it was a breeze kind of day. He was phenomenal. Pro, pro bowler. Um, what, what more can you say about Brees Hall? Um, if he, if I'm Brees Hall and I had something in my contract that said, if I hit a thousand yards, there's a bonus. And because of mathematician error, I get jacked. Oh, I'd be high. I'd be hot, but I don't think he does in his contract. So it was more just a thousand yard type thing, but he did over, you know, he had over 1500 all purpose yards or did he, did he hit the 2000 all purpose yards or was he just short? I think he might've been just short. Uh, I think he was just short. Yeah. So either way, a, a, a great year under the, all the circumstances that the Jets face this year of, you know, best defense, worst offense in football. Um, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, man. I know, I know, we're not going to touch on him probably because two catches, thirty-four yards. It was a snow game. What are you going to do? Right. Um, but offensive MVPs, you you found him, no doubt about it. Not yep. not going to lie. So, cheers to them and a seven and ten season. I know it 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 could have it's a what could have been type of season, and it was like that from day one with Aaron Rodgers going down. Um, but there were positives. Yeah, and yeah, and the de- yeah. and the defense was huge. I know oh, yeah. injury injuries to the O line did not help, but you know what areas you need to focus on. You know what this team is like 
that's based around Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers not there. So anytime in the future, while Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the New York Jets, the Jets should have plan A with Aaron Rodgers. And if there's a game, like let's say next year he misses one game due to a tight hamstring or something, you know what to do. You can take from this experience of 2023-2024 and catapult that to next year if Rodgers does not play for a game or a possession. You have that experience to be like, hey, remember last year when Zach Wilson was the quarterback and we did this in this game and it worked out? Boom. Do it with whoever the backup quarterback is. But we all know when Rodgers comes back, it's going to be a different football team. Mentally, physically, emotionally, every step of the way. Even areas where Aaron Rodgers does not affect the game, like on defense, there'll be a difference. Absolutely, because it's it's like I uh, I think I said on the JJSX podcast earlier. With a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you know, we'll be scoring more points. You know, we won't be doing as many three and outs. Because yeah. if you look, as good as this defense has been this year, and, and I, even down the stretch toward the end, you know, they played their hearts out. Yeah. You can definitely tell toward the end that they were gassed. I mean, DJ Reed was getting on, getting burned on 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 plays that earlier in the season he would have had no problem locking them sons of bitches down. No. But you could definitely tell that this 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 defense was definitely gassed getting toward the end of the season. But when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers, this defense will always be fresh. Yeah, you're going to be on the field offensively more, which yep. will help. Just that's nature, that's normal. But you're going to have that again. I said the emotional pull. Even if the offense is struggling, you know if you're down 17, you know, 20, 17 to 30 late in the fourth quarter, yeah, Rodgers can get his two touchdowns. We you know number fucking is good for it, yep. Yeah, you know yep. what you have in front of you. And the defense knows, oh, we're down 20 and nothing. Zach Wilson's our quarterback, and it's just the second quarter. There it is. There it is. We already gave up our 10. We spotted yep. them. You, it, there's a different deep-seated mentality. So I think that's just going to help the Jets. Yes, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and the whole coaching staff is probably going to stay. There's going to be no major changes. Now, I'm glad um, you brought that up. Yeah. I don't know if you saw on X uh, the last couple of days, the whole, you know, the Jets obviously keeping Keith Carter off as a line coach. Mm-hmm. Now, Brees Hall quoted a, t- a tweet, you know, that talked about how so- somebody had talked about the 2018 Tennessee Titans coaching staff minus Keith Carter. And Brees Hall laughed at that as if, yeah, haha, yeah, that's true. Makai Becton also. Um, made a comment on that and said, yeah, that second paragraph is all facts. Now, m- granted, now both these guys have since deleted these tweets. Yeah. But, I mean, Brandon said it on this show, man. Keith Carter was kind of known for that in Tennessee, r- kind of running guys into the ground. I mean, what do you take on that? I mean, he's still coming back, man. But you got you got players that are like basically publicly saying, yeah, this guy sucks. On two sides of the coin, you can't fault him for the injuries that happened this year. He was only working with what he had. And let's be real, Becked in the revolving door, not great. When you had players like that, doesn't help. But Elijah Vera Tucker goes out, and you have other players of that caliber that go down throughout the season. Yeah. I get it. It's almost like you're, work- you're a varsity coach working with the JV freshman squad. So that side of the coin... Give them a little grace. You only can work with what you have. 
on the player side of things of their comments now, sometimes players speaking out can speak volumes. Brees Hall, Becton speaking out, deleting those tweets and different things. It could be just the pot has boiled and they're frustrated with the way the season ended and they know they could have been better and they could have been fighting for the seventh seed like Pittsburgh did in other situations. So you're frustrating. You're trying to find a scapegoat. And maybe Carter's the scapegoat. I don't know. But do you truly think, as a diehard Jets fan, if the O-line was better, this team would have won 10, 11, 12 games? If the O-line was better? If the O-line was better protecting Zach Wilson and Simeon, do, do the Jets win three to four more games? Just the offensive line, not anything else? Uh, Yeah. Really? Okay. I think so. Because yeah. I would, I I would spot the. Because I think out. behind a better offensive line, I think I think even in the minimal carries that Brees got, I think he he gets, he gets more chunk yarded, maybe breaks a couple for a touchdown. Okay, I would spot them in that scenario because I know from personal experience with the Niners how important offensive line is. I could at least easily, two games. At least two games. Um, you 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 took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say I would spot them at least two. Anything above that. Then you're getting into bigger territory. Does somebody catch a ball? The inabilities of Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, and and, and Tim Boyle and stuff like that. Um, Still in the playoff mix though at nine and eight though. But and you never know how the mentality changes the last couple of weeks of the season. Absolutely. So again, dominoes all over the place. Does it does it give a better opportunity to win with better pieces and better strength? Of course, any team could say that right now. Look at a team like the Miami Dolphins. Uh-huh. Jalen Waddles hurt. Raheem Mostert's hurt. They lost two linebackers. If they were at 100%, do you think they would be better than where they are now? Of course, anybody, right. any team could say that when their top guys are out. Uh-huh. So, yes, I would spot the Jets a couple of wins and at least put them in contention, especially with the pieces like Brees Hall running through that line. Hello? Yeah. Mr. Mr. 1000, I'm still going to consider him a 1000 yard season. Mr. Yeah, 1000 over here gets the job done. And with a better offensive line, those little six mathematical yards wouldn't have been a factor because he would have got that thousand automatically. Man, absolutely. All right. So before we move on to our next segment, let's do a little plug. Ladies and gentlemen, this offseason, get ready to witness history in the making. As we gear up for the upcoming first annual One Jets Pod Champagne Magic Awards, come join Randy, Brandon, Dom, and Eric as they take the stage to honor the remarkable individuals or unremarkable individuals who have propelled the New York Jets to new heights or have given us fans great heartburn. From the electrifying plays on the field to all of the nonsense off of it, These awards will celebrate the true essence of your Jets fandom. So get ready, because this offseason, we're raising our glasses to the gift that keeps on giving. The New York Jets. See you this offseason. Go Jets! (laughs) All right. Now, I'm going to try my hardest to try to find me a blazer for that. (laughs) <laughs> now we were talking. I don't. I think it was on the, the watch along. I don't know if you got got to see any of it, but uh, dude, now I know you're Italian, so I know there's some goddamn champagne and wine glasses in that fucking house. All right. Oh yeah. I, oh, I ain't yeah. stupid. Oh yeah. So I know that's a fact. I mean, I ain't never met an Italian that don't have at least a wine glass in the house. 
Oh, please. So, cabinets full. Cabinets full, baby. Now, I'm not I'm not asking you to drink alcohol. I, you know, I'm not asking you to get drunk on the show. What I am asking you to do is to go out and purchase a bottle of sparkling cider. I think you have like, what, two, three bucks? Oh, I have them. Yeah, no problem. Oh, dude, get you one of those. I want you to get you a wine glass. And throughout the Champagne Awards, I want you to be fucking... Pouring that shit in the glass and just drink. I want pinkies up too, baby. Come on. Yep, I can do you it. Have to, bro. Oh, I'll we do it. Talking about that, man. I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta play the gimmick. Oh, I'm gonna live the gimmick. I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. I will make it happen, no doubt. Oh man, I, I just, I had that idea, and I was like, we gotta run that past Dom, man. I think it'd be perfect. Anything for I mean, the you can't, have the champagne, you can't have the champagne magic award show without, without a little champagne, little champagne magic. You know, and you have to be the only one sipping it because you're the bougie <laughs> bastard of the bunch, you know, this year. <laughs> All right. Speaking of bougie, this week, the bougie platinum weekly winners chain goes to brandon bats going nine and seven for the week he finishes this year in second place going 167 and 105 i can't believe you guys just barely got over 100 losses when i've been in there for like Man, four I, weeks <laughs> trust me if i could take back if i could take it back i would change the pittsburgh pick and um, i probably should have changed the cincinnati pick I should have put the Bengals over the Browns when I knew Driscoll was starting. That would have kept me under a hundred losses, man. I just I would say I could have changed some, but obviously I was tanking. But check it out. What one, two, three, four, five, five and what three going into the afternoon games on my part? Holy shit. That was, you had to be thinking like, oh, Randy might take this week. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, all I knew, I did the math when I woke up Sunday. Brandon and I were different, or actually Saturday morning because it was the two Saturday games. Brandon and I were different on five games, and I had a four-game lead. Yep. So I'm like, okay, as long as one of the five goes in my favor, I'm good. Yep. Thank you, Houston Texans, baby. <laughs> Ride them, baby. Ride them in the Division winning Houston Division winning. What? Okay, when we talked about the Texans weeks ago, I said – do you think there's an outside shot that C.J. Stroud gets him to the postseason? And then I'm like, division? You know, I said, yeah. I've been on that bandwagon all and, year. Damn, man. They, <laughs> d- no doubt about it. If there's no doubt in my mind, C.J. Stroud is rookie of the year. Absolutely. And, and head coach D'Amico Ryans is coach of the year. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I, Anybody I can fight me and say uh, – so a lot of people uh, – who are a lot of people saying should be coach of the year? Um, uh, I think a lot of them are saying that guy from the Browns. Yeah, they're like Stefanski, or there's another one that I was like. They're saying give to the Eagles coach. No, that's not happening. Uh, Um, (laughs) I don't. I'm blanking at the moment. There was another guy. I'm like, are you kidding me, Demi? Come on, this team was four twelve and one last year. They had no hope for the future. They get C.J. Stroud. Lock up Nico Collins out of nowhere. They be kind of become a dynamic threat, and they lost Tank Dell and their defense, which D'Amico Ryan's was what he was known for in San Francisco. Gets stronger as the season goes on. That yeah. is all accounts a recipe for Coach of the Year. 
get off, get on the D'Amico Ryan's train. That Texans team, I, that Texans team is going to be dangerous. I think yep. the days of Jacksonville being the top dog is done. Wow, that didn't last long. It did. I know they crumbled eight and three, and they finished got a couple year head start. Now the Texans, man, here they come. Yeah. It, hey, it, but you know, hey, the Colts are going to have something to say in this division too, now. Especially with Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I think I still think I'm still on the bandwagon. If Richardson doesn't get hurt, Colts win the division because they mm. only lost it by a game. Richardson yeah. gets him a couple games that Minshew didn't. But for Minshew to come in and take them as far as he did, he may yeah. be a starter next year. Oh, I think he's going to be looking for a starting job. I wouldn't and be surprised if, if Washington said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tap. If he's uh, not a starter. I don't know where Washington's picking, but, you know. I think Washington's two or three with the pace. Oh, they might draft the quarterback then. They might. I'd have Minshew come in and fucking play starter for a couple of years. I would have Min- – if Minshew doesn't get a starting job, he's going to go to a team that is going to have a quarterback competition. Makes sense. Because right now the Redskins, or at least somewhere he knows. Said, oh, sorry, I almost got, I almost got canceled. Part. I almost got canceled. I almost said Redskins. Sorry. Hey, you I know almost what? got canceled. Even though you say that, <laughs> you know the owner of the Washington Commanders is trying to. He wants yeah. to change it back to the Redskins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, when it. you look at the Commanders or Redskins, whatever you want to call them, Sam, Ron Rivera's gone. Sam yeah. Howell's the quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's there. I Brissett looked nice. Sam He's also Howell, a free agent though. He's a free agent, so Sam Howe can be really good or really bad. Put Minshew in there, or draft, you know, who knows? He's going to go to a team that has a quarterback competition. He will fight for his job. That would be interesting, Howe versus Minshew in camp. And even and you could still draft a rookie if you want. You could still, you could still draft a rookie at this point, and I know the commanders have a top-five pick. So depending on where their new coach is, Offensive-minded, defensive-minded, wherever you want to go. Um, Heidi ho, Heidi hey, there you go. You never know what could happen. Absolutely. All right, before we get too off track here, let's uh, <laughs> look at the, the the rankings here. Again, Dominic, 171 wins, 101 losses, goes 9-7 and seven this week. Doesn't win the week. Like I said, Brandon wins the week off tie-breaking points. Finishes in second uh, uh, this year, 167 wins, 105 losses, and there I am, the bronze butthole. 147 wins, 124 losses, going 7-9 and nine this week. But ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Mr. Dominic Lorenz, your One Jets Pod 2023 Weekly Predictions Champion. Again, 171 wins, 101 losses. He won himself six, and I mean one, two, three, four, five, six weekly platinum chains. Congratulations, brother. You have, That's a well-deserved, well-earned award, brother. You kicked some ass, and, man, I just, I'm just i impressed, man. I mean, the way you came down the stretch, dude, I mean, I mean, there was one point you won. You won the award three weeks in a row, dude. Three weeks. The only, the only thing. All I the, all the other son of bitch to do that was, uh, uh, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the bronze butthole himself. Yeah, right? man. But no, man. Hey, the picks were great. It was a good season. It, you Absolutely. know, I fin. I didn't finish first in any of my fantasy leagues. The best I got was third. So this is a nice little tally up win for me. The the out of that, you know. I'm going to ask you just for self-indulgent purposes. Put that graphic back up for a minute just to see that, that good stuff. Here are a couple things I pick out from this graphic. One, okay. 
beautiful Niner colors. You got to love it. <laughs> that 23 not only represents the year I've won it, 2023 season, but good old Christian McCaffrey. The, the NFL MVP, I'm just saying. Ooh. And then on the bottom of my record, it says six weekly platinum chains. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now cut back to me. Okay. You know why? Because the Niners are on their quest for number six, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Could it be fake? Could it be fake? Could it be a good omen? We, well, we're we going to see. But I just had to pick that a little bit out of that wonderful graphic. Thank you for that, oh, my friend. Man. No, again, congratulations. Hey, everybody, thank you. You know, you and Brandon for participating in that. I can't wait till next season. I believe uh, it'll be us. It'll be all of us again. I think Eric will be involved. I think JJetsX said he wants to get involved in the uh, One Jets Pod Weekly Predictions. I said, bring it on. Bring brother. it on. The more the merrier. More for me to beat down. Let's go. Got to retain oh. that crown, baby. Retain it. This fucking guy. Speaking of this fucking guy, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to move on to our next segment. The Sexy Beast. Which belongs to Mr. <laughs> Dominic Lorenzen. Ladies and gentlemen, the One Jets Pod weekly prediction series may have come to an end, but the excitement doesn't stop there. Introducing this year's weekly predictions champion, Dominic's Champagne Problems Postseason Challenge. Join our beloved hosts as they embark on a journey through the postseason. Will their expertise and knowledge prevail, or will the unpredictable nature of the playoffs throw them off? So come join us on Dominic's Champagne Problems postseason challenge right here only on the one jets pod youtube channel ladies and gentlemen brandon eric randy and your postseason host dominic lorenz My fault Ooh. for not taking that off there for you, brother. <laughs> no, no, you gotta leave. You gotta leave the the gorgeous stutter. Man, no, hey, I love it. It's that time of year. It's the playoffs, and I appreciate Randy for for giving me the floor to to run this postseason banter. Um, it's gonna be a wild one, man. I a lot of things. I think going into last week, we didn't predict. I don't think none of us saw the Pittsburgh Steelers squeezing in at the last minute, even a couple weeks ago. Buffalo all of a sudden rising like a phoenix from the ashes to take the division away from the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Um, The Rams making a resurgent comeback after barely being 500 through the first half of the season. Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield is in the postseason. And the Eagles crumbling and not division champions. Division champion Tampa Bay. That's right. And Philadelphia faltering, courtesy yeah. of the Jets, the 49ers, the Giants, the Cowboys, all the other teams that beat them. But again, high five, we were the first two teams to do it. You know how that works. Absolutely. So the playoffs are going to be a wild ride. And from last week's show and over the last couple of days, myself, Randy, Brandon, and Eric have all gotten together. And we have laid down the gauntlet to see who can put out the best, most accurate NFL playoff brackets as Randy puts them here on the screen for you. Everybody's cute little logos on their respective bracket. Two of us going with the Baltimore Ravens for the championship, and the other two 
going for the San Francisco faithful the Bay yep. 49ers. What give me Randy, I'll start with you since it's just us two tonight. I know Brandon's not feeling well and Eric was busy, so hopefully we get to see them next week to get more of their take on the playoffs. What is your first initial reaction to the to the 14 teams here in the playoffs this year? What's the vibe going into playoff weekend number one? I mean, honestly, it's just, I mean, Pittsburgh making the playoffs. I mean, who would have thought that earlier in the season? I mean, Kenny Pickett and company. I mean, they're, they're going to the playoffs with Mason Rudolph, dude. At yeah. least that, that's my understanding. Uh, Buffalo, like I said a few weeks ago, I mean, we pretty much could have counted them down and out. Like, they were they were just not playing good football. No. Um, on the NFC side of things, I mean, how about Jordan Love? Leading the Green Bay Packers to the postseason, dude. And they looked, again, dead in the I water. I, th- I figured this year it would have probably been the Lions and the Vikings out of that division. Well, I think as soon as Kirk Cousins went down, it was open season in the NFC North. Yeah. And if the Bears were a little bit better, the Bears could have gotten because they kind of found a resurgence near the end of the year with Justin Fields and that defense. So – there's a lot of open season teams that were just on the cusp that I think couldn't be contenders next year. Like, look at the New Orleans Saints. They lose in week three to the Packers by one point. That one point was the difference between winning the division and sitting on the couch the rest of the postseason. It was that close this year. And we, we talk about this year being the year of the backups. And Kansas City's not as powerful as they've been in the past. Or... You know, a lot of teams that are concurrently in the playoffs, the Cowboys didn't really tip off. They stayed strong and won the division. So it was a very interesting year throughout the entire regular season. Does that insanity ensue to wildcard weekend? And, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I get a little relaxing break. It's a little scouting week for me as the Niners wrap up the number one seed. And and the only thing I'm going to talk about about my 49ers, because this week it's kind of 49ers were put on pause a little bit. (laughs) Niners lose to the Rams by one the final week of the year. It was a preseason game. It was Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. And through the first three quarters, the Niners looked very good for who they had on the field. Uh Jake Moody, our kicker, misses an extra point in the field goal. That essentially is the win right there. But either way, we got away healthy. The reserves got plenty of time on the field to stay fresh before the two-week hiatus. Um, I'm feeling good. No major injuries. Trent Williams is going to be good. The defense is going to get healthier. Christian McCaffrey's calf is just fine. Debo played and looked like a spark plug. Brock Purdy was just kind of sitting there like, "Ah, I feel good. But Sam Darnold played very well, and a lot of I, I know Jets fans remember Sam Darnold seeing ghosts oh, yeah. and different things. But Sam Darnold had a very good day leading the San Francisco 49ers. Again, they didn't get the win, but I'm not too torn up about the loss. Everybody said, "Oh, the Rams finally beat the 49ers for the first time in nine meetings." It's like, okay, with a B team, uh, yeah, they beat the B team. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't hold anything, but it's still, early next year. <laughs> yeah. like, or if you looked at my bracket, divisional round. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That is right. That's right. Let's go ahead and put that back up there. Let's put it. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. I'm going to, before we get into the picks, yeah. there's one thing I want to get into. Looking at all four of our brackets, 
Is there one specific matchup in any of the rounds that you would kind of look and be like, that might be a dynamic matchup? Hmm. Even though these are all prediction-based, but if it happens in that way, what do you think? Uh, we're talking about the wild card round, right? Wild card round or any round, based oh, on how we aligned our brackets. Okay. Like, if if it was going to happen this way, what would, like, pique your interest the most? Baltimore-Cleveland. Well, the one you, I believe that's what you have down there in the AFC yeah. championship. You game. dirty bastard. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that intrigues me. I really like... I really like San Francisco, Detroit, NFC Championship, which I believe I have. I yeah, have. all of you guys have it but me. Yeah, you crazy weirdo picking the Cowboys. <laughs> the, the only reason I know, and you know how bad that burns me. You know I say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> the only what reason. About, well, let me, let, me, let me throw the question back to you. Yeah. At the end of the day. Honestly, the Detroit-Dallas matchup that I have in the divisional round, and I think we all have it in the divisional round. Um, ex- yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I made a mistake on my bracket. I did, did a little editing No. Yeah. How, how can the Rams and the Lions be in the divisional when they play in the wild card? I made a boo-boo. I'm rigging the system, baby. Wow. <laughs> no, Whoa. I... Technically, okay, in my bracket, and I will edit this when we post it out. That's that's E on me. See, my first time, you know, I'm running the show and I'm already getting an F. Um, that matchup where it says Detroit-Dallas on my bracket should say Tampa and Dallas. So that's why I believe Dallas will be in the NFC title game with the 49ers. They will beat Tampa at home in the divisional round. So that is a that is an error on my part. I will get that edited for upload purposes. Um, but that, if it happens where Detroit and Dallas do play in the divisional round, um, that matchup intrigues me. It's going to be a rematch of the blown call by the refs, and it would be at the same location in Dallas. So it's like history repeating itself. Um, I actually kind of like Kansas City Buffalo if it works out that way that they both meet in the divisional round, just again, another rematch game of what could have been um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes in Buffalo instead of Kansas city. Cause that's where we've seen that matchup happen a lot. Um, but I still have Cleveland as my sleeper and in my bracket, the side of the bracket that was actually correct on mine. <laughs> I, I was, I was torn when picking Baltimore Cleveland to see who would represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I was really, really torn, but I think Baltimore at home, um, they'll have that extra week off. They'll they'll plow through Miami. Um, yeah. But that but Baltimore, if Baltimore and Cleveland are the conference championship, I know I put Baltimore, but to me, it is a legit coin flip because that Browns defense is something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. But man, it's gonna be a good postseason and let's Let's waste no more time. Let's dive on into the picks for this week. Um, I know, again, Eric and Brandon are not here to get their picks in as well. So we will have to get their picks at a later time because should we should we do a playoff version of the Pickums or do we keep the bracket? No, well, I, mean, gonna... we, I mean, we got the bracket, but hey, let's, let's, let's do Pickham style while we're at it. 
I mean, Let's do it. We'll we'll do a separate pick. I mean, we know who they're we know who they're picking. We know, yeah. This round's a little easier to to, yeah. get, to gain, but they just can't defend their pick. So right. let's so, roll for it. But we're here, and we can defend ours. Let's do it. So round one, Saturday afternoon. Who would have thought Houston Texans getting a first round home game, taking on the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Um, as you can tell already by my bracket, I have Cleveland in the AFC title game. So I have Cleveland in this game. Again, Houston is a phenomenal story. C.J. Stroud balls out every time. I think it's not going to be enough for this Cleveland upfront pressure. He's, I don't think he's seen pressure like this enough this year to be prepared. And again, under the lights, it's the playoffs. Could there be some, you know, shivers and jiggles a little bit and nervousness? Maybe it helps when you're at home, yeah. but Joe Flacco's been on a roll. I don't foresee them not being on a roll. I could see them. Here's the one thing in this game that may surprise people. Cleveland gets, uh, pardon me, Houston gets out to an early lead because Cleveland rested Joe Flacco last week. Houston had to have a play in game to get into the playoffs. So they've already had like a pre wild card round. So I would say first half goes to Houston but Cleveland wears them down as the game goes on. Um, I know we're not doing scores, but I can see this game going 27-20 in that range, Cleveland. Yeah, you make you make a lot of good points and a really good case there for Cleveland. I mean, shoot, I might want to change my pick. <laughs> no, I like Houston in this one, man. I Again, they're at home, division champs. I think they're pumped up. I think they're ready to go. I think D'Amico's going to have that team ready to go. We're talking about the, you know, who we think is going to be the reigning rookie of the year here real soon. So I don't know, man. I just, I like this Houston team. I I, I think the Browns are are ready for a big letdown. I think the Joe Flacco story is going to come to an end, crash and burning in here in the wild card round. Thank you for everything you did for us. We'll we'll see you down the road there, Joe Flacco. But uh, (laughs) Sean Watson will be back next year. So yeah, I, I like, I like Houston in this one, man. Uh, I think um, I just I just think the vibe that they're that they're rolling with right now is gonna be just a tad too much for the old brownies to handle. Mm. Hey. So I can see something along the lines of well, I don't know, twenty seventeen Houston. Okay, lower scoring game. I like it for yeah. Brandon and Eric. They both are on my side of the fence. They're going to go good old Cleveland Brownie. So, Randy already, the bronze butthole in the cell. Yeah, baby. Is a lone wolf Woo. in the first wild card weekend matchup. Going Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Moving on, second game. That's Saturday. This one's on Peacock only. Um, <laughs> and previously, before we get to this game, Cleveland is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game against Houston. Cleveland yeah. is the favorite. Uh, this one, Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, 5 o'clock kickoff. The projection is negative nine degrees in Kansas City. Yeah, my bron- my butthole would be bronze, too. It could be a little chilly. Just a little <laughs> it might bit. be a little chilly. For Miami to come out of South Beach and come on into Kansas City, that's going to be rough. Yeah. But I don't. I do not see... Kansas City is the team that they used to be. I'm sorry, I don't. 
Um, I got Miami winning this game. It's going to be a lower scoring affair because of the weather. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked at the updated meteorologist report. I don't know if it's going to be negative nine and like snow game or just clear and negative seven. If it's clear and negative seven, it might be a bigger, it might be a shootout, like 20 something to 20 something in that range. I'm going to look at that as, as you make your choice for the pick, but I got Miami in this game. Tyree kills return. Um, to, to, to Arrowhead. Um, I just don't see it for Kansas City. I, I Call me a doubter, call me a non-believer, but nothing that they showed me in the regular season, even the games that they won, impressed me. Beating the Bears 41-3 or 41 nothing did not impress me. Beating the Jets by three did not impress me. Doing things throughout the season did not impress me. There are clear faults in their offense, their defense is better than their offense because they don't have receivers that catch the ball. Travis Kelsey is not the same person. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Um, and I just don't see it. The Dolphins, I think, are going to have a little bit of an edge. They're going to be a little pissed that they lost the division and have to go on the road because, what, Miami's probably going to be, what, 75 and sunny this weekend or something? So as of Sunday, game kicks off at 5, which would be 7 o'clock Central time. It'll be cloudy and negative one. No snow in the forecast. So there will be passing. It's not going to be what the Jets experienced in New England this past week. Um, So because of that, Tyreek gets a touchdown, over 150 yards receiving, and Miami's going to waddle, waddle their way to Baltimore. Maybe want to throw up in my mouth right now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I wish I could agree with you. Actually, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> Miami. No, I, I don't see it that way. I see, you know, Miami's one of those high-powered offense, you know, that's about to get slowed down real bad by this. Not only by the Chiefs' defense, but by the fucking weather, dude. I, I just don't, I don't see the Dolphins being able to handle that fucking cold of a weather. I think they're. I think mistakes are going to be made. Um, like I said, I just, I just don't see them playing well. This is, this is not a cold weather team. This is, you know, they, they have. I don't think they've had to play in many cold weather games this year. Uh, I'll have to look back on that. But I mean, and as as crappy as well, I wouldn't say crappy, but as as much as a step back as the Chiefs have taken this year. Yeah, uh, they're still a good football team. And Miami still has trouble beating those teams. Uh, so you mix that, again, with the cold weather. I, I just – I think this is just a recipe to slow Miami down. And I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Chiefs come out on top. Give me something like 19 to 12. Yeah, I was going to – 20 to 17 in that – no, yeah. if a team – if both teams get over 20 points, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Just because of the weather factor and different things. And I know Miami not a lot beating, of running game in this one. Miami not beating above five hundred teams is maybe a reason why I didn't jump the ship and say, okay, I'm picking them. I gave it some thought. But they did beat Dallas. Yes, it was at home, but Dallas was still a quality is still a quality team. Yeah. So they can look back to that experience and kind of pick off that. Um 
So it's going to, that one, it's going to be both Saturday matchups are going to be close battles at the end of the day. And that's yeah. going to be nice. Um, Brandon and Eric are on your side of the coin, Kansas City. Uh, so I am the lone wolf in the Dolphins Chiefs matchup Saturday night. So we'll see what happens. AFC, yep. two AFC, two of the three AFC games out the gate right away. Yep. The third and final one will be bright and early Sunday morning, 10 a.m. on CBS. Buffalo, 10 and a half point favorites <laughs> over Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know it's going to be a very windy and cold game at Orchard Park, per usual for this time of year. Pittsburgh, nice story. TJ Watt ain't playing. That's yeah, huge for the defense. I don't think I need to digress anymore on this matchup. Uh, Josh Allen is in prime form right now. The only thing Buffalo needs to do, if they want to win four games and get to the three games to get to the chip, you have to include Stephon Diggs in that offense. He has been virtually absent. Last week he balled out a little bit because against Miami it was a di- division up for grabs. But before that, he was a non-existent factor. you got to find a way to make him the star of the show again, incorporate James Cook, and Gabe Davis needs to not be a no-show. Yeah, He has to start balling out every game. So just everybody on the right page at the right time is the recipe for success for Buffalo. They'll get it, no doubt. Without T.J. Watt, 31-13. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with everything you just said. I mean, I don't – there's not much I can really add to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buffalo – 2610. Yeah. It's 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 a game in Buffalo. It, oh yeah. It, it's one it's one of those North Bills you know, Mafia. Bills Mafia is gonna be lighting some shit on fire. It's gonna be insane. And jumping through it. And jumping through it. Um everybody on the panel agrees with Buffalo, except for Mr. Eric. He's yeah. going with the seven seed Pittsburgh to upset Buffalo. And make their way to play division rival Baltimore in the divisional round. Well, shit. That is a what That's a bold. Pick. That That's is bold. a bold, ballsy pick by our buddy Eric. Who do I know? We're gonna be we're gonna be whooping his ass next year and pick him. <laughs> <laughs> so so far, all three matchups, three versus one. It just happens to work out that way. Is there going to be some parity or some equality? When we get to Dallas Green Bay, Dallas seven and a half point favorites at the at the house that Jerry built, one thirty at Fox. Um, looking at all the brackets, I believe we are all in unison. It is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. Jordan loves a nice story. Packers riding a high. Dallas is at home and they do well at home. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you literally just took the words that I was going to use right out of my fucking mouth. Dallas wins at home. Verbatim, too. But how sweet would it be if Dallas got bounds in the first round? Oh, dude. That would be nice because that then I would be know laughable. who I'm playing. Ooh, that would be laughable. That would watch, be laughable. Watch it happen. Watch it fucking happen, dude. Oh, man. Watch them choke artists. You know what? All Green Bay needs to do. A, Jair Alexander needs to shut the F up and just play. Stop being an idiot. Double cover CeeDee Lamb. 
and you could win. Just don't let him touch the ball. Let somebody else beat you. Let Ferguson beat you. Let Braden Cooks beat you. Let um, Tony Pollard, uh, you know, any of their other receivers, Michael Gallup. Do not let CeeDee Lamb have a 10 reception, 160-yard, two-touchdown day. If you do, you're stupid. <laughs> like, honestly, like, what team going in the playoffs is like, oh, yeah, we can go one-on-one with CeeDee Lamb. Put your yeah. damn ego with Scott. Sauce Gardner out there or what? Come on. Even if it was Sauce Gardner, I'd be like, it's the playoffs. I know how good you are. Put the ego aside and just bully the shit out of them. I don't know. We've been trying to get that motherfucker on the number one <laughs> wide receiver for like two years, man. They still don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all four of us picked Dallas. I know you're you're in agreements with that one. Any Any oh, extra yeah. thoughts on that one? No, it's like you said, hey, the Jordan Love, great story. It's cute. It was awesome. Congratulations on your little playoff push. Your little, you know, you making it, you know, post Aaron Rodgers, all shucks. <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> world. The Cowboys are playing hot this year. They're they're one of the better they're one of the better teams of the NFC. Yep. Like, I mean, it would literally take them just to fucking go out there and completely shit the fucking bed to lose this game. So yeah, yeah Dallas. But I'm all for if I'm wrong on if I'm wrong on this pick, I am more than happy to be wrong. <laughs> I am more than happy to be wrong. <laughs> Moving on down to Sunday night football, five o'clock NBC. The home team, the Detroit Lions, here on the Champagne Problems postseason <laughs> challenge. Detroit hosting the LA Rams. And this game, amongst other storylines here in Wildcard Weekend. This one has a rich storyline. Yeah. First, you had Tyreek returning to Kansas City as a member of the Dolphins. Their storyline number one. Yep. Joe Flacco coming out of nowhere, getting the Browns to play a, basically the oldest player against one of the youngest players in the league. <laughs> then you have Buffalo-Pittsburgh really doesn't have a storyline. No. You have Dallas-Green Bay, Mike McCarthy facing his old team. It's a classic the, 90s rivalry. Classic 90s rivalry. Then you have this one. This is the granddaddy of them all. This yeah, is the Rose Bowl. In my opinion, this is the Rose Bowl of wildcard weekend. Rams at Lions. Jared Goff playing his former coach, Sean McVay. Matthew Stafford for one of the first times returning to Detroit. First time Detroit makes the playoffs. How's this one not very, In a very long time. Did Matthew yeah. Stafford make the playoffs? I don't think so. Well, I think it one, one, once. I once, think. but I, I think, think it was a road once. game. So he never hosted. No. He never hosted a, no. uh, a home playoff game. So no. he's playing his first playoff game at In Ford Field. Son of a bitch. You had everything riding on this game because the Rams sent the yard to retain Matthew Stafford and basically say, Jared Goff, get the F out of SoFi Stadium. Yep. There's a lot riding on this game. The only thing that scares me about Detroit, Sam Laporta is questionable to play with that knee injury. And he is a huge part of their offensive scheme. Yes, Amon Ross, St. Brown, very good receiver. They have a couple other receivers sprinkled in there. Their running back tandem is phenomenal with Montgomery and Gibbs. And Jared Goff has fit that system for Dan Campbell like an effing glove. Yep. Phenomenal. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryans are your two coaches of the year. 
give it a tie, put him in there. Why not? Um, this is why I picked the Rams. <laughs> so let me turn the tables just like that. <laughs> Rams have more right now ready weapons. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, phenomenal. Higby a little banged up, but he's a he's a gamer. Kyron Williams, their RB one, number two rusher in the NFL behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, this offense is deadly. The defense is the suspect. Yeah. It's going to be a all-out scoring affair. I think defenses, both defenses are going to get torched. I really believe that. You know Stafford wants to win. Oh, yeah. You know Goff wants to win for personal vendetta purposes. And something tells me for two, well, let's see, we're uh, last year's playoffs and the playoffs before. The Niners had a date with a divisional opponent in the playoffs. They had Seattle in wildcard weekend last year and the Rams two years ago in the NFC title game. Let's go for the trifecta because I know the football gods just want to have it. Niners, Rams, at Santa Clara, (laughs) divisional weekend. There's a sick feeling in me. That this is how it's going to roll. It's a great story that Detroit finally gets a playoff bid. But I have a feeling something is going to happen where they shoot themselves in the foot and the Rams will capitalize on a mistake. That henceforth why Rams squeak by in a high offensive battle 37-34. Okay. Yeah. No, I... uh. Well, you know me. I like I like good I like uh, feel good stories. Uh, thirty years in the making, man. Thirty years since their last trip to the play. Or well, no, excuse me, last divisional win. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I, I it's a home game for them. You know, yeah, they're a little banged up there, but you know what? I think Dan Campbell's going to have this team ready to play. We're talking the Rams got to do some traveling. It's going to be loud in Ford Field. Those Lions fans are going to be roaring, oh, all yeah. kinds of puns intended. I mean, these Lions fans are going to be ready, dude. I don't yeah. think the Rams are going to be ready for, you know, they're not they're not used to having, you know, that loud of a stadium. You know, you usually got like 50% Rams fans, 50% of the or, or 40% of the other, the opponent team, and, and, you know, maybe like 10% of the Chargers will show up just, for the fuck of it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I like the Lions in this one, man. I like what you said about high scoring. I really think it's going to be, give me the Lions 31-25. Ah. I don't know man, again, this is a pick where if Detroit wins, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to cry seeing the Niners divisional team <laughs> exit very fast. I just, looking at numbers, looking at – you know, it's the head over heart game. It's one of those scenarios. Well, it's a former division foe's parting gift for you as he beats the, the Rams for you. That's golf. Hey, that could be golf's game right there. And to boot, you, Brandon, and Eric are on the same side of the fence. All three of you are voting for Detroit. Regardless of what my bracket on the bottom right says, there is an error on my bracket where it says Detroit. It should say, and we'll get to this momentarily, a little foreshadowing here, 
the number four seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be sitting where Detroit is because if Detroit and the Rams are playing in the first round, they both can't be in the second round. So E on me. But I want to keep y'all on your toes here in the playoff (laughs) portion of the Champagne Magic postseason bracket. Here we go. Um, Final matchup of Wild Card Weekend, Monday Night Football. Tampa. Hey, how about that? Monday night playoff game. Monday night playoffs, Tampa, Philly, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts in the great state of Florida. (laughs) Philly has problems. Yep. Philly's got, it's not Houston we got a problem. It's Philly we got a problem. (laughs) Inner turmoil. Nothing is working in their favor. Devontae Smith did not play week 18 with a knee injury. A.J. Brown hurt his knee, and it did not look pretty. I don't have injury reports. I'll have to get an update. Um, They're banged up. They're not great. The Eagles have problems. And even though Baker Mayfield is not healthy as well, he's got some rib and some ankle woes, but he's going to play. Um. I think the Cinderella – well, it's not so much a Cinderella story, but I think the – the ceiling caves in and the Eagles have a first round exit. I really do. I think really? Baker, I think Baker and the Bucks get the job done. It's it's not honestly, it's not going to be a pretty game. Not at all. But we've seen the Philly defense become a top 5 defense last year and at the early portion of this year and falter to a below top 20 defense. AJ Brown uh is uh as of Court of this headline, Nick Sirianni is hopeful about having AJ Brown in Tampa. Hopeful. Okay, hopeful. so let's say he plays, but is he going to be a hundred percent? Probably not. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I love Ricard White in the backfield for Tampa Bay. Their defense the last two weeks got them in. Well, two of the last three games got them into the postseason. Um. I think I, I don't want to say this is an upset because it's the four beating a number five. So technically it's not an upset, but by all intents and purposes, based on who's on the field, again, people pegged Baker to be on the worst team in the NFL this year. They yeah. thought Tampa was the worst. And he has him in the four seat at nine and seven. Wow. That that doesn't that Bake Baker's gonna get an extension in Tampa. Todd Bowles loves him. And he really so? has I, I really do believe so. I think he gets maybe not like a massive deal, but I think like a two two year deal. He he's going to be the quarterback at Tampa Bay next year. Maybe they'll draft somebody to you know in the future. Tampa's their guy. Tampa Bay is Baker's guy, so it's in the name Tampa T A M B A. <laughs> Baker re- remove the P, put a B. It's Tampa <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I get, give me the Bucks in a good one. It'll be a, like I said, ugly game because of injuries. Um, tw- oh, God. 20 to 16, Tampa? Okay. Something in that range? Yeah, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, I like, uh, I like Philly in this. Believe it or not, I, you know, I think the Baker Maker, the, the Baker Maker, 
the Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield. <laughs> the Baker Mayfield, the Tampa Bay story. Like it's like the Jordan Love thing. Hey, it was cute. It was awesome. Congratulations. But the more experienced playoff team is in uh, in town, and I think they're it's just gonna be a little too much for the Tampa Bay to handle here. And I do think it'll be close. Uh, I don't know. 24-20 Tampa, or excuse me, 24-20 Philly. And Philly is a three-and-a-half point favorite in this game, just for food for thought. Mm-hmm. Um, based on everybody's bracket, we have our first splitsies wow. of the pickums here in the wild card round. It's Team Dominic and Brandon against Randy and Eric. Randy <laughs> and Eric are going for Philly. Brandon and I are going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though mine says Detroit again. If you've been following along here, watching the entire episode, A, we thank you very much. Absolutely. B, um, the Rams in Detroit both can't make the second round because they're playing head-to-head in the wild card round. On my bottom right bracket, Detroit should say Tampa. Just putting that out there. So, for me, it should be Niners against Rams and Bucks at Dallas in the second round of the playoffs for the NFC playoff picture. So, we got a couple three versus ones. We have one sweep. That's Dallas over Green Bay. One splitsies Monday night. And the rest, it's three against one. So you want before we go, and I hand over the platform back to you to close out the show. We have the bracket. We're gonna do playoff weekly pick'ems like we do in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Do you want to throw a little extra spice on it? Because sure. I have an idea. Every idea? round increases in points. Okay. So every game is worth one point in the wild card round. When we get to the divisional round, each game is worth two points. Conference championship three points, Super Bowl four points. Okay. You gotta nice. win four you gotta win three or four games to get to the dance and win it all. Let's increase it and you know, so if you mess up in the first round, you're not gonna be dead in the water when it comes to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. That, that That's up the ante a little bit here in the postseason on the One Jets pod. All right. Let's do it. Well, hey, Dom, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking some time to do some hosting duties, you know, during the po- during the uh, postseason here, man. Uh, great shit. I, lo- I love the graphics you got going on here, man. One more time, let's throw the uh, bracket up there. Again, this is all Dominic. This is his creation right here. It's beautiful. Again, you're going to. You're going to be seeing this throughout the postseason here on the One Jets Pod. Dominic Champagne's problem postseason challenge. Man, I look pretty good being relaxed with the first round bye right now. Wait until <laughs> next week. Wait until next week. It's like, okay, bear down and focus, folks. This is the, this is the calm bye week, Dominic. You're going to get full fledged divisional round, Dominic, next week. Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> here we go. But, hey, as always, go Jets. And uh, as always, faithful to the Bay, baby. Let's go. Welcome, Bay. Jets fans, to the Niner playoff bandwagon here, folks. We welcome you with open arms. You don't need to have a flyer. You have me. Welcome in with the fast pass of a lifetime. All right. Well, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets pod. On behalf of Randy and Dominic, Brandon and Eric, we thank you for checking us out. If you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Smash that bell notification so you're notified every time we drop content. If you're listening on the audio side of things, thanks for checking us out all the way till the end. 
make sure to follow us and give us a five star. Again, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets Pod. On behalf of Dominic and myself, we'll see you down the road. Go Jets. Welcome to Jet Life Stadium. Hit it!